Hello, and welcome to the season one finale of the McDuffie Minute podcast. This is the place for McDuffie County residents to find out everything they need to know about the governments of McDuffie County, Thompson, Deering, the school system, and all points between. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Smith. And I'm Christopher Wells. Hopefully many of you have seen the pictures on the school's social media accounts throughout the month of June. Our summer transition kids have been visiting the Thompson McDuffie County Library each Tuesday for fun and informative programs that encourage literacy. So today we're going to explore all the great things that our local library has to offer. Joining us today to talk about why it's so much more than just books is branch manager Jill Brooks. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me guys. Well, thanks, Jill, for being here. You know, I grew up knowing you for years, and I also grew up as a patron of the local library. And I know the energy that you bring to life in general and the energy you bring to this position and uh, what I hope to be some of your plans for this position. And it seems to be a complete 180 from the library that I grew up being a patron of. Before we get to some of those plans, can you tell us a little bit about your history here in this community and how you got to this role within the library? Yes. Um, So I grew up in Thompson. I'm a lifelong citizen of McDuffie County. Um, I am a proud graduate of the class of 84 from Thompson High School. And so I grew up here, graduated high school, went to college. I have had all kinds of jobs. I have, you name it, just about I've done it. So in my first fast food job was in 2020. I went to work for Chick-fil-A in Gravetown when my job as assistant director of a child care center here in town dissolved after having been closed so long for COVID. Um, So I was at Chick-fil-A and found out that the position I had at the library in 2007 was open again. And I got a call from the branch manager asking if I would like to come back in my old position. And I was very excited. I returned to the library in February of 2021 and was named branch manager in October of 2021. So, And so you've been there almost two years now, uh, which should give you some time to come up with, you know, one, infuse this energy we've talked about, but two, come up with some plans uh, like for this summer. So talk to us a little bit about the summer programs you currently have running and some of the other things that you have on the horizon. Okay, so we have been wide open since May 23rd. That was our kickoff uh, with Todd Key, um, who is a fantastic performer. And we have had performers and programs every Tuesday since. Um, We just finished up a program with Keith Carnock. We had 166 people that came to see us, and um, we had a really good time. So we're winding down, but there's still plenty of opportunities. Um, for example, um, we got a public story time this Thursday at 11 o'clock. Um, next week, we'll be closed on Tuesday for the 4th. And then we have a kids craft workshop on Wednesday the 5th. We are showing a movie, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, on Friday the 7th at 10. We have another program, Fiddlin' Dan, Tuesday the 11th at 1. And then we have um, our end of the summer party is going to be Friday the 14th. We will have um, face painting. We'll have games. We'll be giving out snacks. And um, so, yeah, so there's a little bit left, I can tell you about some of the other things we've been doing if you want to. Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So one of the things that we had new this year is we had virtual reality gaming, which has been a blast. So the library system 
bought um, some VR headsets, and the kids have come out and had a really good time playing with those. We're actually going to be getting a few more of those so we can expand on that virtual reality uh, programming piece. And um, we also have um, been having STEAM sessions where kids come in and we have all kinds of cool STEAM toys. And that's great because it's just free play for kids. And so the kids have really enjoyed doing that. All right. What are some things maybe you guys are doing that would help kids get uh, ready for back to school? So, you know, the focus of everything we do is literacy and, you know, bridging that summer slump, you know, trying to dispel that summer slump and that gap between when they get out of school and go back to school. And so we do that by encouraging reading. So we have, it's called Summer Reading Club, that kids can earn prizes for reading books. So we had prizes when they register, and then at 10, 25, and 50 books, um, the end of the summer, we will choose our top readers. And that's not just for kids. That's for kids, young adults, and adults. We have literacy programs for all three. We give prizes out for all three. And um, so it's winding down, and I'm excited to see who our top readers are going to be. Yeah, I definitely remember, and you probably do too, Jason. Growing up, reading books at the at the library and getting your getting your pizza certificate yes, to, to pick up yes, at pizza. pizza. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I still don't know how to read, so I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I do. It involves pizza, so you know I was on on, on board. So, what we've talked about a lot so far, though, has been uh, most of these programs aimed at children. You mentioned the adults in the reader program. What are some other programs that you have that can be aimed at adults that kind of get them involved in these programs? We have held adult craft workshops that have been very successful. I actually did a canning class um, in January, and I had 18 uh, ladies come by and learn how to do water bath canning. That was fun. We made grape jelly out of grape juice, taught them how to do that, and then they want to learn how to pressure can, so I'm going to attempt to do a pressure canning class in the fall. So that'll be coming up. We haven't booked it yet. We got to get through summer (laughs) and breathe. And then we will focus on that. Um, There is a big interest in uh, book clubs. That is something that um, we hope to implement in the fall. Um, It's it's been a wild ride since October 2021. And it's you know, we're just trying to get everything in that everybody wants. But book club is something that people are very interested in. Um, we've had people volunteer to do knitting classes, so we might be doing that. Like I said, nothing is in the books right now because everything's focused on summer. But um, come September, we'll start implementing some of those programs. So you started uh, at the library, back at the library, excuse me, uh, sort of in the middle of COVID, how have things sort of picked up? Um, has participation increased in your activities and that sort of thing uh, since then? Oh, yes, definitely. So um, 2020 and 2021, our summer reading program was virtual. We had no in-person programming. And so the way we got around that was there were lots of online story times, performances. In 2021, the summer of 2021, we gave out 2,726 craft and STEAM kits. And people just came to the library to pick those up. We also delivered those to local child care centers. We had 321 children and 24 adults in the reading club for that year. That number is increasing. I wish I had numbers for today to tell you where we are today, but maybe we do another one. Right, <laughs> we talk there you go. About the end of it. 
So it's good to see that people are getting back involved in in-person relationships with the library, and you've continued some of the uh, remote relationships. But, you know, growing up in the library was, you know, I'm old enough that it was kind of before a lot of computers and that sort of thing. So really the library for us was purely a place to just read books and research magazines and that kind of thing. I know in the last couple of decades that it's really evolved to something completely different. If I get a library card today, what world's open to me? Well, the library card is a statewide card because we are part of the Pines Network. And your Pines card allows patrons to access over 300 libraries and 146 counties in the state. And it also allows you to be able to check out over 11 million items, not just the 47,000 we have in-house, but it opens up to the whole state. And so that includes audiobooks, DVDs, books that people can, it's called placing a hole. They come in the library or they can do it remotely. We have a great app. People can do it for themselves on the phone. Say, I want this book and I want it sent to this library. It's delivered by courier service and then they come and pick it up and it's all free. When you have a library card, I've already mentioned that it's a statewide card that you can use it in any of the Pines libraries. You can go to Harlem and check out books and return them to us and vice versa. It really is a statewide card. And then I wanted to make sure that I told your listeners about our strategic partnerships. So we have a whole list of partnerships that the Georgia Public Library Service is involved in. Um, And some of those benefits are free passes to the Atlanta Zoo. With your library card, you can come to us, get a pass, go to the zoo. Three people get in for free. If you want to go to the Atlanta Aquarium, it's a $10 discount off your tickets to the Atlanta Aquarium. There's the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, the Chattahoochee Nature Center, Fox Theater Institute. You can get free park passes that'll get you in any of the state parks in Georgia for free. The Go Fish Education Center. And that's just to name a few. Um, I also wanted to mention one more thing is for anyone that's noticed our beautiful garden on the front lawn of the library, we are an official stop on the Rosalind Carter Butterfly Trail in Georgia. There will be a guidebook where people can follow the trail and we will be an official stop on it. So I wanted to make sure people knew that's what that beautiful garden's about. Sure. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, and then in-house, obviously, you still have computers and those kind of things that people can come in and use. And you have used book sales regularly? We have. Um, we always have used books for sale in our lobby. Um, our friends of the library, has uh, they've gone from having one sale a year to two sales a year. We've also had vendor opportunities where we've had a spring market and, a, and then a Christmas market. And we've had various um, vendors come that people come and shop at. We also in-house, some of our services include um, copying, faxing, scanning to emails. We have computers that people can use. We also have a wireless network where they can connect with their phone and print directly from their phone. We have voter registration applications, notary services. We have 24-7 public access Wi-Fi in our back parking lot. And then, of course, we have more traditional um, things such as genealogy research. We have a local history room. And then, of course, all the activities for children and adults we've been talking about. Almost forgot to mention, we have Chromebooks available for checkout. You check them out just like a book. It's a two-week circulation, and we have plenty of those for people to check out. So what sort of things are are you guys doing for community involvement? And maybe how can people uh, come to you and and get involved in, in what's going on? 
So um, we have different activities for different groups. Um, we have taken um, activity uh, and craft kits to local nursing homes and daycare centers. We also have a good relationship with Soto. They use our multipurpose room a lot. They come and watch movies. We just had the Senior Citizens Center come and bring a group today. And so while we had a program in one room, we had a movie playing and popcorn in the other room. So if anybody, you know, is interested in us uh, partnering with us to do programming, they can call us at 706-595-1341, and we'd be happy to talk to them um, about doing some, you know, programming for them. And then I also know that you have a website and probably some social media. Can you tell me what those are? Yes. Um, So our website is btrl.net, and that um, is a great resource. All of our services and everything going on is located on that. We also have a Facebook page. People can follow um, a system Facebook page and then our branch specifically that they can find out what's going on at the library. Well, Jill, thank you so much for joining us today for the 12th and final edition of season one of the Duffy Minute. And thank you for the energy that you bring to the library and all that you do to promote literacy in our community. Thank you for having me. If anyone is interested in joining the Friends of the Library, we have a great active Friends of the Library group, and they can call or come by the library to find out um, about that group and how they can join. We appreciate all our listeners who have stuck it out with us during this first season of McDuffie Minute. We hope we have enhanced your understanding of the wonderful community we live in. Please continue to log on and tune in as we bring you the first episode of Season 2 starting in late July and covering the start of the new school year. As always, we hope you continue to find ways to get involved with something good happening right here at home. By doing so, you can help make your community a reflection of you. Well, that's a wrap on Season 1 of McDuffie Minute. We'll hope to see you in Season 2. And when you get a chance, take a minute and learn a little bit about McDuffie County.